Hello, welcome to episode 276 of Three Beers in the Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello, Colin. It's nice to see you on a lovely Thursday. It's St Andrew's Day evening. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. It's St Andrew's Day, though. Is it? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, um, of November. Oh, God, I feel I should have eaten haggis now. I did eat haggis. Oh, fuck you, man. I'm letting, I'm letting the side down. Um, yeah, Colin, so St Andrew's night, we're going to... Not got much to talk about because you've not seen anything, but we'll, we'll talk about some stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, what are you drinking tonight, first of all? Oh, um, I'm, I'm on the, the baby juice tonight. Bud oh, Light. Light, very nice. Yeah, it's a leftover from the weekend, so and I didn't get to beer shopping, so I'm on generic Bud Light. Light. Um, outdo out me, go on. Um, outdo you, but you won't like it because it's from a company you don't like. I've got a Brewdog one called Candy Kittens, which is a raspberry and guava New England IPA. How's it taste? Tastes like raspberry and you can taste the guava. It's very sort of like it tastes it sounds like redundant to say like kinda of almost like like candy sweeties, like sort of like, like I was gonna say, yeah, that's quite kinda of sweet and it cuts through. Yeah. Tastes like a bit like a like kinda of like picking mixy almost, you know, like, that you can you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of sweetness. So is it, it very tasty. Is it strong or is it kind of low alcohol? Wow. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's that it at your non drinkers, isn't yes. it? Um, so well, yeah, I, don't like, I don't like beer, no, but you like this beer. Mm. Yeah, but I, one of them, but I don't know if this no, it wasn't this one, but another one. And um, but at one point it was like it's supposed to taste like cough syrup, like strawberry cough syrup, and it absolutely did, but in the nicest way, you know, like a nice cough syrup. Yeah, yeah, because we've all got those memories of being a kid and getting that medicine. You're like, well, I used to have that day. Aye, yeah. it tastes yes. like that. that's not the one they had, but the one they have, I used to have one. Like Same with the one, remember the one we had in like the Raven one night, it was a Jammy Dodger one. Were you there when we had that? <laughs> Yeah. And it actually did taste like a yeah. jammy dodger. Yeah, you could taste the strawberry jam in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like because it, it's a jammy dodger's got a Pacific taste to it. It's not just yeah. jam, it's not just biscuit, there's a there's yeah. a mixture of taste there. And they got it. I and you're like I'm, how can that be a thing to I'm, yeah. I'm drinking it, but um, it's oh, oh, um just a wee quick digression, talk about alcohol and, and the raven and stuff like that. Remember when we used to go to the Raven and, and across the road from it was that what shady looking bar, the Renfield bar? Yes. Me and Lorraine went in there the other day. Is it nice? We braved it. It's actually all right. Because yeah. it looks kind of rough and ready in the clientele and it looks a bit like kind of, you know... You, it looks like the last bar standing it's been there for like a long, long time. And yeah. But leave, it's, but it's, like it's, it's gentrification rips the like soul out of Glasgow. It remains as this one sort of bastion of... Yeah, totally. <laughs> we went in and the inside is very much like a country pub. Right. It's a big kind of stone fire and like kind of old school pub and stuff like that. It was actually quite pleasant. So Why was, am I picturing the yeah. slaughtered lamb inside a little bit? <laughs> a wee bit. <laughs> not, not a million miles away from that kind of feel and atmosphere, de- definitely. But it was fine because we've been friendly going for years and years. We're all sort of looks a bit rough. Maybe we shouldn't. And wherever we pass, it's always really busy. Mm. Um, and we were in City Centre for Lorraine's birthday yesterday and we thought, Do you know what, Let, let's go in for a pint. And it was like, oh, this is this is nice. So if yeah. you're an old, you watch that in the old man pub now, rather than <laughs> the bar. Now, that, could, that could be more what it's indicating at this point in time. I'm sorry, that was my wee digression. Sorry, yeah. carry on. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm intrigued. I was always been intrigued to walk by. I always walk by, and the clientele do look. I wouldn't say rough, but they always they look like they've, they're not going to take fools gladly. The clientele. I think, it, I think it's the kind of bar where you go to drink. You're not there to fuck about. You know, you're going there for one. I'm going there to drink. It's a it's, drinking but, bar. If somebody buys up that bar and tries to do a pub quiz, they'll be hung for doing that. You know, like, aye, yeah. we'll, aye, we'll try to drink here. Do you know what I mean? Let's not waste words. It'll be a bit of swallow. Do you know? yeah. It's just definitely that kind of establishment. Yeah. An alcoholic bar, essentially. It was also very cheap as well. It's only like £8 for a pint and a vodka. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'll have to try Renfield now. For now. <laughs> um, what have you been watching at home, Colin? Anything of interest at all? Uh, still doing Modern Family, so we're still chewing our way through that. Um, and I did manage to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We get, we'll talk about that at we'll get to. But that's pretty much all I've watched. I've, I've had a kind of weird weekend with the kids and then yesterday at work and Lorraine's birthday and stuff like that. And so I've, I've not had time to watch anything, unfortunately. Cool. So this week is up to me to try and convince you to watch or not watch stuff, Colin, as the case may be. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, first thing I'll talk about is something I did see that you saw already was Black Adam starring the rock. He's starting to rock. Yeah. Um, the latest entry in the DC universe. Apparently this is, was it the the power is going to change in the DC or the hierarchy of power is going to yeah, change in the DC universe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put it out there, Colin. It was crap. It was solid crap. It was honestly, it was it was dull. It looked cheap. The Rock just was. I don't know if he, I know he's engaged in it, but I just didn't buy anything that was happening in it. Um, even Hawkman, who I know you're a big fan of Hawkman. I do like Hawkman. All those characters felt like it felt very nineties to me, like sort of like someone who's doing a comic book, like a director and a hero doing a comic book film who don't understand comic books, you know. Like whereas Marvel's had the problems recently, but Marvel seemed mm. to get what comic books are, you know, what appeals to fans. But there was a stage in the past, you know, when they've like done the X Men, it was all you know, don't put them in those suits, they look stupid. Yeah. It felt like one of those kind of movies, you know, that sort of it's it's trying to not be a comic book film in many ways, even though it's like dealing with completely ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd like Piers Brosnan was fun in it. I enjoyed Piers Brosnan. Piers Brosnan took his role very seriously. And done it very well and dug yeah. it. I liked what he did. And I enjoyed the friend in it, the one who's sort of like the fat friend who in the van. Yeah. Electrician. Yeah. I enjoyed him. He was fun. Everybody else, completely forgettable. Henry Winkler? I mean, it's a 30, it's less than 30. I seconds. know, but I did not expect it at all. I was I like, that was cool. It's, um... but that character, not like he's uh, he's not the Atom, he's Atom Smasher. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the actor they got to play him could not be more bland if they tried. He, he wasn't fit though. He was. Did you not like Hawkman at all? I liked the premise behind him, but I think yeah. it, was, it wasn't really enough to make him interesting. It's a bit like I'm trying to think of an X Men character equivalent to the like. It felt he felt like that. It, he felt like Gambit did in the Wolverine film. Yeah, like you know, like love this character and I'm glad to see him on screen, but he's not really doing enough to make it interesting, you know. And it's not he's not been given enough of a scope to be enjoyable and to be sort of engaging enough. What about Dwayne Johnson's kind of quite poor face take on on the character? What did you I get that because they're the always they want him into an anti-hero. They don't want they don't want to be like cause yes, mm. in, the, in the comic he's a baddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's Shazam's baddie. That's yeah. his basic yeah. role. That's why he says Shazam. That's why he yeah. gets his powers in the same way. So it's it. I, I get why I try to turn. Like, I know like the Rock we want a franchise where he's a dick for like five movies. So I get what they're yeah. trying to do there. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just didn't engage with it at all. I just no. really struggled with it. Oh, that's a shame, man. I enjoyed it. I, I, I know what you're saying about it, it does feel dated, but I just enjoyed seeing, like, Hawkman. I just enjoyed mm. that ensemble. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, well, down with that. Yeah. I had a nice thing at the end, which is not a spoiler anymore because The Rock pretty much said in every interview was Superman yeah. comes back up. And I, I actually really enjoy Cavill, Cavill, Cavill as Superman. Yeah, that was nice seeing him, wasn't it? I'd like to see him get a role of Superman where he gets to be Superman because I think every director he's had so far do Superman doesn't really understand Superman. Yeah, you know, so. he's had a rough deal, hasn't he? Because yeah. he is, he's a very good Superman, but yeah, the scripts that he's worked with 
Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've not been right for Superman yeah. or for so, him being that character. So. Yeah, so I think hopefully this will allow him another chance to, to bring something to that character. Like I feel he's got something he wants to bring to it, and hopefully this opens up again for him to do so. Cool. Well, with James Gunn leading the way now, you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Could, yeah. could happen. I also felt weird in Superman being like sort of a punchline. Not a punchline, but sort of like a, he should be like sort of front and centre, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that felt so, odd to me a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of tagged on at the end, but yeah, yeah. still, still in the soup. Out of ten, if you had to five, five, a low five, a low five. Okay, I gave it seven, so that's an average of what, let's say five and a half, six out of ten. Yes, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, I'm glad well, you've seen it though. Yeah, um, on from that, we'll come to films that are more recent um, than Black Adam, as I'm trying to catch up on everything as I'm. You know, a busy man. Um, mm-hmm. What is on? And it's on Amazon Prime, and that is the people we hate at the wedding, um, directed by Claire Scallon. Um, it's a debut feature. She's done shit tons of TV, probably everything you've watched comedy wise. I'm sure she's done Modern Family at some point. She's done tons and tons of American TV and comedies. Mm-hmm. And so she's got a very strong uh, sort of like basis in in, in comedy. Um, the plot of this one is it's um, a, a family. Um, so the mother got divorced from her husband. He's French. She's American. She goes back to America, but they've got kids. She get remarried. She got kids with an American husband. Kids with a French husband. Mm. Um, every year they've always met up. Everything's went great. The kids love each other. But as they got older, they started drifting apart because the French cousin is like so, or the French half sister, sorry, is um, rich and got money, whereas the American side have got no money. Not um, so, but she's getting married. So they say so she invites them all to the wedding, and as they go to the wedding, all Sort of, as weddings do, old grudges get brought to bear. Um, as is, is it a comedy? In a man was speaking. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's, it's Americans in London, you know, causing chaos yeah. Um, yeah. and not understanding the, the very varied way that British people do things, and you know, their, okay. their youthful inexperience against British stoicism is, is, is at play. Um, and the film has a very talented cast. You get Kristen Bell playing the American sister, mm-hmm. uh, Alison Janney plays the mother, uh, Ben Platt um, pops up in it as well, Cynthia Adai Robinson plays the British um, half sister, um, you've also got Lizzie Kaplan, who I really like, Randall Park from oh. all things Marvel yeah. recently, um, and Joram Taccone uh, is in it as well. That's it's a decent really, cast, yeah. Yeah, decent cast. Yeah. It's well cast. It looks very nice. Um, unfortunately, it is a comedy where I did not laugh once. Not a single chuckle. Like, not, not even, not even not laugh. I didn't even approach a laugh at any point. Like you don't even sort of see a laugh coming, and sort of like you're kind of like getting up like nothing, like absolutely, no. completely plain faced, nothing. Not came. a smile, nothing. Not a Ooh. smile, not a chuckle, not even a smirk, nothing at all. Fuck. Um, and I think. It's very lazy setup. You can see coming a mile away, so you, mm. it, like, you don't like surprised by anything. And the cast just don't seem into it. Like the cast seem like they're, they're it almost feels like it could be called rather than the people we were here at the wedding. It could be called contractual obligation to Amazon. Like it does feel like there's no one in it is really committed to this. Like Alison Janney's a fucking Oscar winner, mm. and mm. she deserves better than this crap. To be honest, like we enjoyed it in that film recently when she plays like the total badass in the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she's she's. I, but as you say, she's an actor, like a proper fucking actor. I mean, she's got chops, man. She's yeah. a, and she's funny as well. Yeah. She's very funny. Now yeah. Very funny stuff. And uh, Kristen Bell's funny as well. Do you know what I mean? She's, she's, Kristen Bell always gets made to play like the hot mess. Yeah. She's yeah. not, I think that seems very untrue. And yeah. I don't have to play who you are, but it feels like they play that a lot, like the idea like she's like sort of this 
kind of like really hot girl who's is out of control and really know how to deal with life and sort yeah, of like yeah. rest development. It's, I feel like very odd that that's a role she sort of slid into for some reason. Yeah, totally. Did I feel it's a lot more to her than that yeah. as well. Yeah, basically yeah. the same character she plays in The Good Place in this. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know, making bad decisions just for the sake of making bad decisions. Yeah. You know, and so didn't enjoy it. And um, plays on kind of really antiquated notions of what you know, Britain v America, and we're all upper class tops apparently, and they're all sort of the, the young hip kids essentially. Yeah. Like very formulated script, very dull and very uninspiring. Oh. I was. Oh no. I was. I, I really struggled to find anything good about it. Um, I do like Cynthia Adai Robinson. She she has a few moments in it where I'd enjoyed her. She might be the one person who's really committed to it. Mm. There's Lizzie Kaplan who has only got one scene, but brings it for that scene. Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan's yeah worth a weight in gold. Yeah. So, but yeah, just did not work. <sighs> oh, man. Who's it? So who's it aimed at? Because it's actually a very similar joke to the, a, a joke in Bros um, right. about a gay threesome, which. In bros, it's executed to the absolute point of it's very funny. Like it's it generally makes you think of like go fall with laughter. Yeah. This just felt again. It felt like again, no one was actually committed to what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, so who's it for then? Who's this been made for? Who's the, actually who's... I'm trying to figure it out myself. Like who's like I don't know yeah. the one that could be like sort of twenty somethings possibly. It's yeah. obviously like a wedding and things like that might be where it's aimed at, but. Yeah, nothing. I can really honestly say, do not watch it. It's just, it's wow. It's, it's definitely one of the footnotes on everyone in this, everyone in its career. I imagine they will not be big in this one. And the fact that it just dropped on net, on Amazon Prime with no real hurrah. Yeah, they're not too confident. Anything in magazines about it. So definitely, they just wanted it out and done, and it's gone. Out of ten. Oh, three. three out of ten. Which, which, if that was me, I'd be like a one or a two, because you are. Nice, certainly. Nice sometimes, yes. Wow, three out of ten, dude. I'm, oh, I'm sorry you had to watch it. I did watch it. I, I actually texted you for you to watch it, and you didn't watch it. I'm glad I didn't watch <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> sounds like uh, I'm the lucky one here. You're the lucky one. Um, <laughs> on from that, there's one that's on Sky Cinema, which we have always said Sky Cinema is never a hallmark of quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, this is not made by Sky Cinema. It was. It's like one of the ones that's made and then it's bought by Sky mm. Cinema because they're basically just the, um, the distributor of it. So mm. usually a sign of better things. Than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called Aisha. Aisha. A I S H A. I think that's Aisha. Aisha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by Frank Berry, who's an Irish filmmaker who's done one called Michael Inside, uh, and I used to live here. Very much a, a, a realism. You know something. Well, drama kind of about real life. Mike, Mike Lee, idea. Mike Lee is probably yeah. a very, very good. Yeah. Or Ken Loach. Yeah. Very much in that sort of that sort of vein. Um, so the plot of this one is it's all about the the Irish immigration system and basically people from other countries come into Ireland and essentially they're sort of they're not allowed to do anything for nine months. They stay in these sort of hotels and sort of you know caravans and halfway houses and stuff like that. After nine months, they're allowed to work. But they're still trying to claim residency. They're still going to try and prove that they are, if they go back home, they're going to be in, in danger. Yeah. And then you've got one woman who tried to negotiate that, um, and she tried up a friendship with like a young security guard, and so that's sort of the main plot crux of the, the show is, is their sort of blossoming friendship. Because um, at the heart of it is not heart of it. But one of the big key things is. Not only did the Irish government do this, but the Irish government don't do it. They actually farmed it out to a private company. Right. So it's basically it's immigration by, um, like for profit essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's, there's no actual need to try and help people. It's just to make as much money out of this situation as possible. Yeah. And that's what, you're, that's what people are fighting against. That's what people are trying to work against. And, you know, the rules and the bureaucracy. And, the, you, know, you know, you can't use a microwave in the show. You can't bring your own food into the, the hotel because we want you to eat our food because then we can claim more money from the government for you eating our food rather than you eating your own food. Yeah. You know, silly things like that. So um, in the film, you've got Letitia Wright. She plays a... Oh, okay. The, the migrant. Um, Josh O'Connor plays a young, um, like sort of security guard who fights a friendship up before. And they are the other sort of two main people. The, the, the rest of the cast are sort of like Irish staples. Uh, a guy called the very evil sounding name of Lorcan Cranich, which is a mm. very evil sounding name. Sounds like a sort of a, a English bar, like English baron in an Sounds island. Made up, didn't it? Yeah. Like fucking random wicked name. Yeah. yeah. On from that, you got a guy called Dennis Conway, who probably sounds pretty Irish if you couldn't get more Irish if you try with that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Stuart Graham. So these are, but really it is the Letitia Wright and Josh O'Connor, so from like from the off. Um, it is a heartbreakingly real portrayal of a really horrible system, which is like sort of what you really get from it. That yeah. not only is it this is what it's like, it's still ongoing. This is not like. This is not something that's stopped, and this is like looking back on it. This is happening, like right yeah. now. And I'm sure the British yeah. doesn't know it is probably even worse than this. But this is yeah. something as Irish one. Um, so it's really, it's it's just a really real demonstration of what the system is and what you know. I, I always get this idea of people, you know, moaning about immigrants coming here and they, they're wanting stuff from. Is they going? Would you sit in a hotel for five years just to do? It seems like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're not coming here to fucking steal their jobs and stuff like that. You know, they're coming here to fucking get away from whatever situation and improve their lives. Do you know what I mean? They're not a fucking threat to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Aye. But yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and that's what I get from this as well. Um, great performances from Letitia Wright and Josh O'Connor. Really interested to see Letitia Wright in this after being like something huge like um, Black Panther. Yeah. I think she's sort of bring it really down to earth with a very low budget, very small but important, but small mm. picture. Um, Josh O'Connor as well got a lot of charm. I think he plays Prince Charm, not Prince Charlie, Prince Charles on um, the, the Crown, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but a very charming actor. I mean, he's got a lot of real sadness to him as well because there's a lot. There's something in it that he reveals in the film, like ruin what it is. The sort of it, it's a real sad moment, and it, it sort of it really it makes you realise that they're both kind of broken. Yeah. You know, they're both kind of really broken people, and they're both trying to just find something in the world. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um. Well paced, the kind of descent of sadness and what happens in it is just it's really well it's really well done and it's not rushed in any way. So you feel her frustration, you feel her anger, you feel her like sort of just desperation as it keeps getting worse and worse and worse without her actually doing anything different. Yeah. Like she's doing all the right things she should do, but somehow it always just seems to get worse and worse for it's her. Slipping away. Yeah, yes, it's really horrible. Yeah. Um, the only negative I can really give to it is. The reality of it makes it such bleak watching that I'll never watch it again. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a Daniel Blake and stuff like that. Do you know it's just you, you're like, I can't. Do you know, I've I've done it and it was quite fucking jarring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Like I would say, probably like mo- like most Ken Loach stuff that was on. I don't know if you saw it. Like it's sorry we missed you. That one when the Amazon delivery drivers essentially. Do you mm. see that one? Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. Again, yeah. you're so fucking bleak. You go right. I'm happy. I'm grateful I saw it and I've learned something yeah. from it. Never gonna, I cannot see myself ever just sitting down and going, I'm going to sit and watch I, Daniel Blake, because it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, totally. I, it's, but I think it's frustrating. Is, I, I don't mean you can't do anything about it, but it presents these situations that you're so far removed from. Yeah. You know, and it angers you, but you're like, what can I do? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, yeah. Because all, all we can really do is try and vote people into power who aren't dicks who 
consistent doing it. But yeah. it's a really wonderful film. It's on Sky Cinema, so you can get it for, for nothing. You've got, I think it's on Now TV as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah I've seen it on the list. Um, out of again, 10 for this one. Out of 10, 8 out of 10. It's, a, it's only an hour and a half long, and it's just, it moves wonderfully, and it's not, yeah. it just tells a really heartbreaking story, and it's definitely um, watching. Letitia, right? Um, where's, where's her standing just now in Hollywood? Because I know she was kind of berated for all the, the, the kind of vaccines, anti vaccine stuff like that. Um, I think the thing you've got to do is, like, I, I get she's obviously an anti vaxxer and that's what hurts her politics. Yeah. But she's working and doing stuff like, like she's very good in Black Panther because obviously yeah. I had my issue with that film. Um, she's excellent in this. If she keeps yeah. doing the work, then people somehow tend to forget the politics a little bit. Yeah, I, keep, I leave it. I mean, it's. I get people should have opinions and stuff like that, but when your opinion spills over to several million people, do you know what I mean? It's it's dangerous. That's the yeah. thing. You know, if you don't want to be vaccinated, yeah, that's cool, you know, but don't preach it, man. Let people, you know, decide for themselves. Do you know yeah. I mean? thing is, at yeah. least she's not been like a Gina Carlo and like doubled down on it and went even more sort of right mm. wing. She's just sort of, she made a point and then she's like sort of just receded Shut from up it. now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so... I think I think our standing is that maybe our start isn't quite as bright as it was, say, after Black Panther. Yeah. But it's definitely I think if she keeps doing stuff like this, it will definitely get brighter again because she's she's definitely a talent. She's got a wonderful yeah. Oh no, for sure. For sure. She's very um, I was going to say that I suppose Disney would have slapped her down as well. Do you know what oh, Because I mean? they're yeah. they're not going to be having that. They'll be like, no, that's you know fucking shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's but, actually Carlo, Carlo, didn't they from? Yeah. Um, Aye, uh, for Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they're not they're quick and they shot. Well, Harry Potter's not Disney, is it? Harry Potter's um, yeah. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Yeah, but um, <laughs> they're very quick to, to slap people down if you're. Yeah, yeah. House of Mouse does not take shit easily. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a very, a very, a very. <laughs> the a very Ghost sort of, of Walt. Yeah. Proceeds overall, yeah. And eight out of ten, it could easily be a ten out of ten if you just look at the film itself. The only reason I knock it down is because I found I think I find it difficult to rewatch it. Um, that's all, but still a very, very, very good film. It might even make my top ten list this year. Looking Ooh, at, I like, want to check it out. Now. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. right? Of course, it's on. Yeah, it's on the TV, so I'll watch that. Yes, definitely. Um, on from that one is on. It's on Apple TV just now. I need to rent it, but eventually I'll end up on a few other streaming services. It's not an exclusive rent; just that's where you can get it just now. But it will be on other things eventually. And that is called Something in the Dirt, which is directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, who one of them now follows me on Twitter, so I was very happy to see that. Oh. Um, they directed a film called The Endless. They also directed a film called Spring, if you saw Spring, um, and also Synchronic last year. The one that had, had um, uh, New, New Captain America. Oh, you, what, Sam? Sam, yeah. Uh, did I see that? Like two cops, or two two paramedics who keep finding these like sort of dead bodies, and they always get something fucked up. Oh uh, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, very weird and trippy. Um, and this is also very weird and trippy. It's basically, two guys during the shot during COVID, they filmed it in their, each other's apartments essentially for like, on a budget of very little, and with only twelve cat with twelve crew members to like get everything done. Um, so essentially, two. They see something. One of the guys sees something in the apartment. It basically is something supernatural. Something something happens, and they go about trying to investigate, to try and capture it on films as proof of the supernatural. You know. Okay. Yeah. And the film is sort of set in that time as they try and capture it, but also you're getting flashes forward of like people talking about the documentary they made about capturing this on film. 
That sounds quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I like yeah. a flash forward idea here. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so not only did Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson direct it, um, I think Justin Benson's a writer as well, and they both star in it as well. There's, there's two actors in it as well, two principal okay. cast members. Can they uh, act? We'll get to that in a wee second. Um, <laughs> so this is it's excellent. It really is. It's, it's, you'll, you'll really dig it from the sci-fi mm. point of view. It's, it's excellent in that respect. It's a, it's a, it's a talky sci-fi with little moments of sort of effects you go like, yeah. right, enough to sell it you go right i get what's happening but you're actually more interested in hearing these two people talk about stuff and understand what their thoughts are and then the depth yeah. they delve into this so it's very twisty very trip very trippy very thoughtful and it, you never really know what it's doing which i think is great you know you never really know what it's going to zig and zag it sort of it just goes against itself and then it goes where it looks obvious but then by the time it gets to where it, you think it is, it's twisted again because they're both, as much as they're trying to investigate this supernatural thing, they don't know each other very well. They basically, they met each other that day. So they're also right. trying to figure each other out and they start finding information about each other. So they're also trying to like understand who each other are. So you're getting like a possible friendship, possible not a friendship. Yeah. Developing at the same time, they're trying to capture something. They both, they, it's a bit like the witch. They agree that this happened. It's not like one of them trying to convince the other person this happened. It's 100%. It- they want for other people to see yes, that happen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, that's it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, interesting look at like sort of the media and like conspiracy and how we all see things now. Like based on like, if someone showed you a video of like this is a UFO, right? You probably instantly assume no matter how good it was, you go, "Well, it's, it's a fake. It's a CGI." Yeah. It's, that's yeah. the that's what that's what we're up against now with this kind of stuff. Like, if you were to capture a ghost on film, yeah, what differentiates it from every other ghost that's been caught in film supposedly Aye. yeah 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 so it's like make a point everyone make a point it's like everyone in the world now got a cell phone that's got a camera on it there's a it's a billion billion cameras out there right now you still know one's captured half this stuff on another stuff on film yeah. and if they did you'd always just assume like well it's a hoax it's just a fake you know so yeah. you're fighting against that as well and um, yeah, it's pretty cool yeah it's very it's really well done you really like i think you really dig it and um, yeah. what synchronic i think is on netflix you really like that it's, very t- it's all about time kind of twisty time travel stuff um I think Spring might be on Netflix as well. Again, if you get a chance to watch that, that is one of the weirdest films I've ever watched for a long time. It's a bit like a monster that's not a monster. Very, very creepy. Oh, right, very, okay. I work in a sci-fi. It's not just, you know, aliens blown up shit. It's yeah. more higher level kind of a sci-fi. A kind of depth behind it. And yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that sounds good, man. This yeah. is Who's in it? Apart from the two. I can't remember now. Oh, the one, like the one. Yeah. Point, it's what it's only one with like decent is with like sort of known actors in it. I think maybe yeah. Henry Cavill's in it and Sam from Anthony Mackie, yeah. Anthony Mackie, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. Um, other than that, the Endless and Spring I think are pretty much just sort of like sort of not like not non actors, but people you're not mm. really they're not household names. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, they are, I would say, better storytellers than actors. Yeah. Yeah. But they do enough of a job that you could believe it. There's a couple of kind of moments with it with one like sort of more serious moments. It feels a little bit shouldn't film me. Yeah. You know, it's like getting your friend to act on screen a bit. Like when you see the, when you see, kind of when you watch Clerks, when you watch Clerks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's not actors doing it. You can tell it's, you know, people yeah. who got off the street and stuff or like, you know, amateur actors or amateur yeah, actors. Yeah, yeah. Kind of but enough, it, in a way, it adds believability to it a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah. And I'd imagine they'd have quite a good relationship where it sounds quite natural, even though it's clunky, do you know what I mean, as well? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's clunky, but yeah, it's definitely a natural thing to it. And you can definitely tell they enjoy each other's company because there's a wonderful dedication at the end of it that basically just says, um, this film is dedicated to making movies with your friends. 
And I was like, kind of sweet. Yeah. Maybe we, we tear up. I was like, that's really nice. Um, yeah, totally, totally. It's a nice thing, man. Visually so compelling. Um, shoestring budget, shot in COVID. It, it still looks very well done, though. Um, and it's just, it it's shows you that there's there's real interest in sci-fi out there if you look for it. And interesting, yeah. they they've actually they've done a couple of episodes of Moon Knight. Apparently, directed a few of them. Oh, right, okay. And they're now the showrunners of Loki, the season two. Okay, Which, so we could expect some weird shit. Based on their interest in like sort of like time and time loops and all that kind of shit, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what they do with it. Cool, cool. It's a good breakout for them as well. I know they've yeah. got other films, but um, that, that's the kind of big Marvel payoff in it. So yeah, definitely. So if you can for them, watch, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit. See that one we watched? It was oh, what's it called? It's about the the, the young teen couple who not couple but sort of like friends who intercept like a radio signal and it's and it's like set in like a 1950s small town yeah was it like the card of, night, card of night or something it's called something, something like that camera is that what it's called but another one you mean yeah that yeah. insane shot through the gymnasium remember yeah yeah basketball remember that really massive shot yeah I'm, I'm, that's in my top 10 films last year and i can't remember what the fucking film was as well you'll find it don't worry i remember it now yeah um, i want to see i want to see this now man that's yeah. two you've sold me on dude yeah, something in the dirt. So if you get a chance to find it, watch it. It's excellent. Out of yeah. ten? Nine. Oh, oh, an eight and a nine? Eight and a nine. Dude, you're, you're giving me homework. We're giving a shit sandwich today, Colin. You know, the bread is bad, but the bread is good. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can't... See, the, this is see that this is the quandary I'm in, is you recommend so many things that are good, and then like, but I need to watch stuff that... That you know that no, stuff that we've not seen, do you know what I mean? So we yeah. can talk about it, and I'm like, ah, too much to watch. Now my brain explodes, and I can't yeah. watch anything. You know, got it's, a modern family. Too much, there's too much stuff to watch, and not enough <laughs> to watch it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on from that, we'll finish off with something you have seen. It's not a movie, Yay. but a, a special presentation by the good people of Disney Marvel, um, and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, um, very much in the vein of the uh, Star Wars Christmas special that came out in the sort of kind of actually um, less than thought yeah directed by James Gunn um, mm. who obviously did the Garden of the Galaxy films uh, Suicide Squad recently Slither as well and the plot of this film is that um, basically Peter Quill hasn't had a Christmas really since he left Earth um, and the Guardians of the Galaxy decide that he should have a Christmas so they go about getting the one thing that he's always wanted and always talks about and that is Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon. so Two of the Guardians go away to try and basically kidnap Kevin Bacon and bring him back to, to Peter Quill so they can have a great Christmas. And that's essentially the story. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, as stories go, it's, yeah, it's fucking thin. Um, yeah. And the film, you, front and centre are Dave Batista um, as Drax and Paul McClement, is it Clementif? Clementif, I think. Clementif, uh, who plays Mantis. Um, I'm guessing probably because those were the two cheapest to have on camera for as much as possible. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you've also got Kevin Bacon, obviously, in it. You've also got the rest of the Guardians, Karen Gillian, Chris Pratt, Sean Gunn. Uh, amazingly, uh, uh, thingy's back as Rocket Raccoon, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, Bradley Cooper's back, and Vin Diesel yeah. is, is back as Groot. Who... Groot is back, but we'll discuss that in a moment. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about that. get Michael Rooker, though, for some reason. Yeah, Yondu wasn't. I know, wasn't it? Oh, no, he's dead. But it was a flashback. They could have been a minute. They could have been a minute. 
No, I think he died because I think it's a flashback, but it's after Guardians 2. So yeah, it's, it's, a flash, it's a flashback to when Peter Quill is younger. So you oh, can, yeah, they could have gotten in, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, uh, why have that animated bit in it? Um, you've also uh, got... Yeah, that's right, aye. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. is he only getting a voice role in it? Because he is in it as a voice, but not actually. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's weird. yeah that's bizarre, actually, yeah. I think about it. Well, why? Yeah. So, Colin, I'll let you start this. What do you think of this? Right, so, yeah, I, I was expecting something along the lines of a gun take on the Star Wars holiday special, which would have been fucking outrageous. Yeah. Um, and this just felt really safe, and and it, it didn't really kind of go for the, the absurdity of the holiday special that it's kind of aspiring to be. Um, performances were all uh, okay. Um, I don't know if the Guardians are just tired now. Guns tired with them. I don't know, but. A lot of the jokes didn't land as well. Um, it was just all a bit mediocre for for because this is we getting a lot of hype this mm. for the past maybe year. Do you know what I mean it's like we've known it's coming and it's been like oh it's going to be amazing for all the reasons I said. And then when I watched it, I don't know. The end I was just like, yeah, so you know, it just didn't it didn't tickle me. What do you think? This is fucking terrible. This was genuine. <laughs> see, it's devoid of laughs. The um, the first yeah. film was the um, the people we hate at the wedding. This had even this had even less laughs in it than that. Yeah. Um, it was just. I think everyone looked utterly disinterested. It's it's at best half an idea that mm-hmm. could have been like in a flashback scene of like in Guardians Three of like remember that time we tried to kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It yeah. could have been that, and they'll try to spin it into something more. The cast do not want to be there. They, they, no, I thought particularly um, Chris Pratt seemed to not. be the most absent. Um, yeah. You know, when you you just seen him, he was just totally fucking almost staring off into the distance at yeah. the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. The only person I say maybe looked a lot like she wanted to be there was um, Mantis Palm Clement. Palm Clement, yeah, yeah. A bit of tormented. She did bring something to it. Yeah. The Drax thing, I think, is one of those things where you get a supporting character who is good as a supporting character. Mm-hmm. And should not be on screen for as much time as that. He is happy just flitting in for a scene, flitting away. He doesn't need a, he doesn't need an arc of his own. And again, I don't think Batista's the greatest of actors. Yeah. I think he's got some chops, but this the the the, the trope of what uh, Drax is grew. It, yeah, it's a, I was just about to say Drax is it's a one trick pony, and yep. yeah, it was very funny the first film because it was the introduction. You look well, second film he had some moments as oh, well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you can you, you kind of see by the second one it's like it's got a bit more to this character and it's yeah. it's it's not just seems uh, gun can write much better than this yeah it can it's much like a better project. A bit yeah. it spoke to sort of like marvel's directionless right now but they're throwing a lot of things at the board right now mm. to see kind of what sticks and what works and what fans like and so far, I think what we've found that the like is I think most people enjoy Werewolf, Werewolf by Night. People seem to really dig yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people have liked this from what I've read. It seems very lukewarm. I've not delved into reviews yet for interest. Well, usually I kind of do, but yeah. I, I would be confident in saying that most people would, would pretty much say between both of us what we're saying that would be the bulk of most reviews. Let's get to the the, the the elf in the room or the, the Groot in the room. Groot, so right. That was a man in a suit, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that. I, I, it wasn't CGI, was it? It was practical. Well, someone did, I was reading, I was listening to an interview and they did say, you know, it's a CGI, sort of like, it's like a mocap thing they've oh. done. But it looked like a guy in like a, in a Halloween costume. Like a really cheap, nasty suit. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this, this design at all. Um, it just doesn't. 
I kind of get it, do you know what I mean? Like, kinda, you're doing this in a budget, probably, you're trying to do Plus, as well, like, Groot's character would now be, like, a kind of older teenager, young man, so he's kind of bulking up and stuff, I get it, but, it, yeah, it just looked, like, fucking bizarre. It, it literally looked like a guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, at no point did I ever think, like, you know, Swamp Thing, or Man Thing, with a guy in yeah. a suit. If, like, it was a purely CGI character, and it looked great. Surely, they, surely they've got enough, like, sort of, like, information on how to do Groot in mm. the computer. That doing Groot's Marvel is like fucking hitting a button and go right, you go, there's Groot. Yeah, totally. And the same way, like, the way Hulk looked amazing in She-Hulk, but She-Hulk mm-hmm. looked... Really it really, really went through how to do She-Hulk properly. Yeah, but... but Thompson didn't Hulk, Hulk. like, fucking hell, we've got Hulk down to an absolute... Aye, here you go, there's all Hulk you want. Uh, Aye. Yeah, it, it kind of took you out of the movie, you know, and like I said, he didn't do anything in it. He was only in a couple of background scenes. Yeah. I don't even think he had an I Am Groot line anywhere, did he? Did. He'd won. Won. But every time you see him just stand in the back, you, you, you were drawn to it and you were like, oh, no. I, 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 I felt like it was so bad it had to be like an artistic choice. Like almost trying to capture that like sort of like Star Wars called special, kind of hokey, kind of weird, kind of like low which, budget. Which I get, but if you're going to do that, go all in. Do you know what I mean? Don't yeah, just like the same. Yeah, you can't yeah, want the character else. trying to reference something because people are going to be like, they, they won't get it. Do you know what I mean at all? Um, no, I, I just think. Have you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? No. Right. I, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's the most absurd, terrible piece of TV you'll ever watch, but it's got right. such a charm to it because of that. Right. And do you know what I mean? Like I said, just somebody with guns, talent who can write funny funny dialogue do you know what I mean yeah, I just thought he would have been you know like all over this like yeah. fucking James Gunn stamped everywhere and I, 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 I was disappointed man like I said, I've been excited for this for a long time yeah. do you know what I mean and just kind of like done and I was like oh, man yeah. you think they got Kevin Bacon like you said if, we, if you come in you can, you can sing a song you think they got Kevin Bacon based on that possibly and I think Kevin Bacon based on the fucking E adverts that are plastered all over Britain just now uh, seems to be a job an actor at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be popping up in things like for no reason at all. I think he's forgotten he's Kevin Bacon. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's, yeah. You think, oh, Kevin, I've done a lot of work and not been paid as much as I want to be paid for. So now I'm going to get paid for some other work. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've never resentful actors do that. Kudos. I mean, it's like you've you got to make a living. Do you know what I mean? And you be getting paid a handsome fortune, but you just kind of you know that he's, he's, he is better than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, he can step up when he has to, and it just, I don't think even he was terrible on this as well. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, yeah. he just, just, yeah, it just didn't work, man. It yeah. just feel flat. We don't normally review TV shows because it is a TV, it's not a movie, it's only 40 yeah. minutes long, but yeah. if, you, if you're there at a rating out of 10, what are you going to give it? I'd probably give it a 4 out of 10. Only because the characters are familiar, it's a familiar universe, I mean, yeah. do you know what I mean? So there's that, but in terms of, you know, everything else, it was lackluster. I would go a low 4. I would give it half of what you gave it. Oh, a low two? A low two. Wow. You, you're, just, you're all over the place, three man. Like, you're fucking down the stairs, you're up the, the stairs. Things you, good, you appreciate things. Like, I'm watching going, this is watching going, this is bad. Like, not, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. This is just bad. Um, it, it does, it does give me fear about Guardians 3. Um, yeah. Because the, the, the Guardian stint they had in Love and Thunder, yeah. It's pretty shit as well. I've got um, a feeling Taika has no love for the Guardians of the Galaxy and he wanted him off that film as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, so it's just like... Yeah, I think he's got no interest. In it. It's been in the same way, like, you know, when you saw uh, the second Star Trek, Star Wars movie and, like, Ryan Johnson had no interest in getting into, like, sort of Star Wars lore and just made, like... like yeah, he just 
Get rid of that shit, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he just, I've no interest dealing with that shit. This is gone. I'm dealing with this now. And I think that felt very tight in a way. Yeah. So, Tigerlin as well with, um, what was it? He sort of just walked away from everything that was in Dark World and something like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what's in it. You know, it's just yeah. my. I'm doing this thing now. Yeah, so, I'm, re- I'm reinventing for, but it it does it does make me kind of fear for the next Guardians movie because um, the guns out, it doesn't he now? Um, do you know what I mean? So he is doing it though. Yeah, he's doing it, but I'm just you know, it's like how many fucks we're going to be giving about, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Willie's doing it because he's. See, I don't. I think he could do a great script and he could be directing it all fine. I think the problem would be if the actors aren't engaged, and I think from this one, maybe they weren't engaged in this one because the script kind of felt bad. Yeah. I don't think I've seen. Chris Pratt in something recently, anything recently where he's looked engaged. He's bored of playing these like he's bored of playing the Jurassic World character. Owen Gray yeah. bored of that. You yeah. saw that in that last film. He was yeah, fucking yeah, enough. completely. Yeah, and he looks bored as fuck playing this character as well. And that's you can see it coming through. Yeah, uh, works for something like Nebula is fine because she's all in makeup and she's supposed to be kind of robotic. It works for her. Um, I think the, the Mantis character, maybe there's something more to prove there. She, yeah, she's still got that childlike wonder. And she was a newer character as well, so we're still kind of growing with her as well. Yeah. As well. yeah, yeah. So interesting to do with it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, not 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 the experience I was hoping for. So it's um it won't be it won't be a staple Christmas June, shall we say? No, it won't be. No, it won't yeah. be. Uh, <laughs> on to next week, Colin things that might become staple Christmas June, because we do go into December. We're only next week, it'll be a week after I'm away in London for a week, so it might mm-hmm. be a, a special pod that's up on Saturday or next week, depending on how yeah. things this weekend. Um, but when we do get back together, Colin, there's things we can watch. We have got, for example, Spirited, which is on Apple. Which mm-hmm. is the new Christmas Carol take, which is um, starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. We'll get that to watch. Um, down with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have Violent Night, which is David Harbour playing a Santa. A Killer Santa, which yeah. I, I'm, I'm always up for a Killer Santa movie. Santa. Always. It's a real kind of reindeer games feel to when I watch the trailer, which I'm, and I'm a big fan of reindeer games, so it's. Just anything, anything like that, Jimmy, is fucking. Yeah, Santa and a suit killing people. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. We've also got a couple of other films. You've got Summering, which is like an, looks like a feel-good film. You've got The Infernal Machine, which is like a kind of hard-bitten thriller. There is other stuff out the week after. I don't actually know what's out the week after, but I know Avatar's out in the 14th, so maybe we'll see yeah. Avatar. Avatar, the way of water. Yeah, maybe we'll see that before we reconvene, but we'll, we'll definitely watch some stuff. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, I'll make an actual effort to watch yeah. stuff. I will not let you down. I will. I mean, Lady Chatterley's Lover will be out on Netflix. I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? I don't want to watch that. It's a period drama. There's a bunch of Christmas of stuff out in cinema, actually. Um, like, sort of re-release of like, Batman Returns is back in the cinema. Mm. Um, so is Elf, obviously. So is yeah. Casablanca, The Bishop's Wife. Um, there's a few kind of like Christmas classics that are in the cinema. I've never seen Casablanca at all. So. Never, actually. I might try yeah, and think. It could be a nope. wee... I know Wonderful Life is showing down in London at the Prince Charles when I'm down there, so I may be going to see Wonderful Life at probably. Oh, that's a great film, isn't it? That's, that's a proper Christmas film. Um, but yeah, oh God, it's sort of four weeks to Christmas, dude. We'll, we'll discuss Christmas films, but it's December, Colin. I'm not doing it now because it's not December yet, and I refuse to discuss Christmas in December. <laughs> okay, right, okay. Um, tell me what you find us. Three beers in a movie. Uh, we're on, we've, we've got an email now, three beers in a movie at gmail.com. So that's uh, free spelt T H R W E, beers in a movie um, on Gmail. We're on Facebook, still on Twitter. As it speaks right now, we are still on Twitter. Yes. Still on Twitter and Instagram as well. So, yeah, look us up. There's comments and stuff on there, and you can read Richard's read bobs that he does, which are always nice and fun as well. And, yeah, just kind of interact with us. Just 
two-way thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a mirror we're in here. You know, we're, we're, we have feelings too. Um, you start, enjoy your trip to London. Um, I shall. I shall. Hell, drink all the beers. And, I will. And say hi to James Cameron for me. I will, well. I will tell to Jim Cameron. Which we'll tell you about on the next episode. Yes. Ah. Cool. Right, brother. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> I've been Colin. Richard. And we've been... Three beers and a movie.